We are live. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I believe this is episode 106. And I today have Tyler Ray, a founder, co-owner, and coach at Project Pure Athlete, which is here in the Windsor-Essex area. It works with a number of professional athletes in the NBA um, and volleyball leagues and professional uh, dunkers and, and so much more. Um, and it's, it's cool that it's happening here in Windsor-Essex. And I imagine uh, Tyler travels a, a bit to reach some of his clients. Uh, he has a dual degree in human kinetics education from the University of Windsor. Um, he has a really a rich athletic background in track and field as a Team Canada uh, multi-event athlete, professional dunker, volleyball player, which has really contributed to his success uh, as a performance coach and a jump expert. Tyler, I'm so happy to have you on and talking about your exciting career. I appreciate that. And quite the intro, man. Uh, thanks very much. I've been excited to get on coffee with Craner. I can't say that I have a coffee here in my hand, uh, but we'll hold we'll hold the remnants of today's coffee in my hand. How's that? That'll be as close as I can get. That that works for me. Yeah, we'll hold it against you. Yeah, you'll be peeling me off the ceiling if I get coffee into my body right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll I'll start with my first question: mm -hmm. Is do you drink coffee at all? Oh man, I'm a, yeah. I'm on a I'm on a slow drip of caffeine normally, uh, but that kind of terminates at that like two to three o'clock in the afternoon time frame just to give my body that time to to downregulate uh, and uh, you know keep everything working optimally. But yeah, I, I love coffee. I love coffee. Do you do you make it at home? Is there a favorite place in Windsor Essex where you <clears throat> where you grab a cup of Joe? You know, I'm not a I, I'm not sold to any one location, man. I'm a bit of a nomad of the coffee world. Like if there's a good Tim Hortons nearby, I'm gonna hammer it. If there's a Starbucks, if there's go downtown and coffee exchange, like wherever we're at, I'm gonna make sure that I, I locate a, a, a solid cup of coffee and and give it give it my all. So it's all time is of the essence. You need a you need a quick pick me up. Oh, you know, it's it's one of those things that fits into my life, but I, I definitely enjoy a well brewed uh, cup of joe man absolutely sweet love to hear it now uh jumping into my the real questions how did uh project pure athletes start I'm, I'm seeing it all over social media i'm seeing the videos the tiktoks and reels um a lot of exciting stuff happening yeah you know what it's uh it's definitely my brainchild it's been a passion of mine for for many many years i'm 20 years now as a we'll call it trainer coach and uh project pure athlete officially begun about 12 years ago um, but has been kind of the culmination of, of the right things falling in place at the right time. And uh, social media really helped to catapult the PPA brand into kind of the forefront of, the, of my performance industry when it comes to vertical jump training and made uh, PPA definitely a more household name in that kind of niche area of the market, which has been a, a quite a, an interesting, uh, you know, sequence of events is to see this niche market be so uh, beneficial to, to me, my family, and, and my, my future, you know, on, on the level it has been, um, considering that it is teaching people how to jump and, and um, you know, ideally, you know, being told that I would never really make a cent trying to teach someone how to jump higher. It's been a, mm -hmm. kind of a nice full circle uh, move for me, for sure. Is this something you, you want to do long term and eventually retire from this? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, man, I'm going to be I'm going to be 40 very soon. So I, I, at this point, there's no backing out. I'm in full bore. Um, just recently opened a, uh, a location in Windsor on Walker Road. Uh, 
the city market building, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with, it's right beside Party City there. The whole left-hand side of that city market building is now a performance facility called Skills Factory that I've collaborated with, and I run the entire performance side of that of that company. So Project Pure Athlete has a local footprint now. I had wow. been doing stuff locally out of my home, so I have a, a, a nice, you know, thousand square foot gym facility built off the back of our new house with a little basketball court and stuff in it. And I was doing private sessions locally. And that's kind of how I, I functioned for a long, long period of time was a combination of, of stuff in person here. But like you're saying, traveling, um, going and working with athletes on contracts and leagues on contract, doing things like camps and workshops and teaching. Uh, so it was really just a, a kind of a cornucopia of, of opportunities that presented themselves. So, mm -hmm. And how, how did you start to build that book of business? It's all social media, man. I'll be honest with you. Like wow. back in 2000 and I want to say 2015, um, I mean, I'd had social media. I'd been on YouTube since its inception. I, I There's old videos of me teaching people exercises from one of my old backyards that looks like it was recorded on a toaster. Like it's terrible, <laughs> terrible quality. It's awful. But I was there doing it. I've been doing it for many years. And it was like through those trials and errors that it led me to, you know, Instagram and then I was doing the same things that most trainers were doing on Instagram, right? I was posting my athletes squatting and 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 doing some plyometrics and on the in the back burner I'd always worked with athletes doing vertical jump technique. I was teaching them literally the skill of jumping, how to move the body properly, how to understand like the proper behaviors at the right times and creating the right angles. And I put a video up of one of my athletes jumping in slow motion. It was from the side angle and then in the caption I wrote in a, a nomenclature that I was very familiar with because I spoke it, kind of what was happening. And that video did about a half a million views in a few days, comparatively so to my old uh, my other videos that were doing a few hundred you know, views over the course of their, of their um, you know, we'll call it minor virality. Like they just didn't do a lot of views. So all of a sudden I had this glimpse of like, oh crap, like there's an area of this industry that has yet to be tapped. So I've got to fill that. I equated it to like catching a wave and just riding the wave. And that social media wave was very powerful and it presented a lot of unique opportunities. Uh, but I've been coaching and doing my thing for many, many, many years. So it was second nature. So the new opportunities were really just a new platform to showcase what I've been doing for so many years. And is, is there like a, 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 I was looking online on your website, there's a, like a handbook that you've created, but for this type of, um, coaching there's there must like when you started i imagine there wasn't a guide or anything really to go off of it was you had to start it from scratch correct correct so the 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 framework and foundation of uh how i teach project pure athlete vertical jump technique is is really just my own thoughts and and my own understanding of jumping now i come from the world of track and field where jump technique is integral because it's like jump as far as you can jump as high as you can run as fast as you can and you have to be uh, exceptionally competent when it comes to the biomechanics and the way to apply those forces or else you're going to be uh, you know left behind in the dust by your competition so i took kind of my understanding of jumping from track and field and then my understanding of how to jump off of two feet from being a professional dunker and doing that myself for many years and spoke a language that just made a lot of sense to me i used some terminology from track and field but i really just taught 
off the cuff. And then that was adopted by the industry as kind of being the, uh, the, the foundational method of teaching vertical jump technique. And that's now how it's taught um, across the board. So uh, many leagues and clubs and coaches are teaching this all around the world. We have over 100 certified coaches now with Project Pure Athlete that are scattered across the globe, which is really, really cool to see that people invested their time and their money and their effort with something that I just kind of created over the years. Um, is is just a, a baffling concept. So no, I feel very fortunate to have had a footprint uh, on the industry that will remain and be built on top of for many, many years to come. And so it was, it was a trial and error process, I guess, to, you had to learn it yourself so you could then teach it to others. It wasn't, because sometimes you don't have to necessarily be good at a sport to be a great coach. Correct. Right? Correct. And in this case, it was my unique understanding of having felt jumping at a very high level in multiple sports combined with, I think what I've been told is my ability to communicate is, is fairly strong. So my ability to speak and connect and relate things. And I guess just the, the teaching competence, um, you know, worked in my advantage to be able to, you know, communicate what I inherently understood and then creating that framework as I went. Yeah. Trial and error, right? It's like, does someone understand it this way? No. How about this way? And then once it was understood by kind of a, a mass population in a specific way, it was like, well, that's going to be, you know, the the crux of how that specific topic is taught. And, and for somebody that's looking to get into what you're doing, would you recommend they, they go to school first and then, or, or just jump right into it? Is education required? Listen, I think, you know, if you're going to do anything at a high level, I think there are multiple avenues you can take. I'm an advocate, obviously, of, of education, but in the traditional sense, I think my, my opinions on traditional education have become, uh, they've, they've adapted over time. We'll, we'll say, not change, I think, say they've adapted. Understanding how much learning can be done and self-learning can be done and courses that can be taken um, you know, online and, and through different means. Does it mean someone should avoid going to school? No, but does it mean it's necessary? In my mind, I don't think it's necessary, but I think my, my upbringing through human kinetics has given me a foundational understanding of certain things that have been beneficial for me to work at the, at the level I'm working at, uh, which is to be able to teach other coaches. So I think you could do it either way, uh, but in my mind, you know, too much information is is never really a thing. Like I think the more you the more you know, the stronger you are. So mm -hmm. I, I'm of the, the the same mindset too, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily apply everything you learned in school, but it. I, I think when you jump into university or college or an apprenticeship, um, it's an opportunity just to mature as right. well. Like that, <laughs> right out of high school, like those years, like there's so much you don't know. <laughs> And you, you need to be taught something and, or just, I guess, jump in with the sharks. <laughs> I completely agree. And, and to be honest with you, like I learned, I did learn the, the mass majority of what I do now, like after university, but uh, to reiterate, it was like, it was a foundation to start on, right? It was those soft skills that I think a lot of people underestimate and, you know, your ability to commit and, and complete work and your ability to stay tied to a schedule. Now, given i i can't say i was the best student through the first few years of my of my career i was a track athlete and there was always an old saying which was uh was like school second and track first or, or sorry was it school first and track second and it was like you flashed it with your fingers to show wh where your actual prize <laughs> and looking back i'm like well i didn't go that far with track and field like i did i you know i had a i had a fun career and i got to experience some really cool things but in reality it was like 
it was just what I was doing at the time to be an athlete. And I found another outlet after that. So, uh, yeah, school holds um, a place in my journey. But you know what? I, I think people can do things in, in a very unique way that allows them to be successful in their own right. Mm-hmm. And this kind of ties into our uh, my next question is you've done some heavy goal setting, obviously, to get to the point that you're at now. Um, and I've grown your business to you know, over 100 coaches and and uh, numerous athletes. How do you approach goal setting now with your clients? How does that work? Yeah, with with the athletes that I see in person now to contextualize, we have so my partner runs primarily the online portion of the business at this point, and he manages um, a few hundred athletes on our online platform. And he's wonderful with that method now. You know, he's got his own kind of system that he runs to be able to work with that amount of athletes online. But in person, when I get a new athlete on board, you know, when it comes to goal setting, it's most athletes have a very similar goal in mind. And that's something to consider is like I'm getting a lot of similar cases, but what I'm having to learn is the nuances of personality and how to help that specific athlete navigate kind of the same goals, the same general goals. And it's really about, for me, about creating perspective. When it comes to goals and goal setting, it's we lose track of perspective when we get fixated on, we'll call it our macro, like our end goal, right? Like if, you're, if your goal is I want to play in the NBA as, a, as an athlete and all you think about is I want to play in the NBA, I want to play in the NBA, it's too, like it's too far away to be powerful enough to keep you daily anchored, right? So it's like setting micro goals and and kind of uh, doing what's called perspective anchoring every day, which is really just trying to like retie yourself into the rhythm of that specific day so that you can get the most out of every opportunity that you that you seek out to find. So when it comes to goal setting, it's, it's general in the sense that most athletes want the same thing to become a better athlete. And I impose a lot of my own goals onto these athletes, which is really just to help them navigate the journey of being an athlete at a higher level and then it's you know then it's the psychology of of coaching that comes into play for me and helping mm-hmm. those athletes remain and and keep and create perspective along the way so to, it's a kind of a long convoluted way of saying how do i handle goal setting it's very specific to the athlete's personality and and the way they learn but they all generally have a very similar goal in mind mm-hmm. and do you have athletes that just have the goal of wanting to just I guess recreationally be a better player or is it all, you know, they're at a professional level and they want to go pro. No, I mean, I definitely see a variety of athletes and and to be honest, like my favorite athletes to work with are the ones that are uh, kind of more introductory young that really need the help. But again, their general goal is to become better at what they do. And I'm, I'm kind of lumping these, these goals all together because they all kind of have a similar, uh, framework to them, which is like, be better than you were yesterday, right? However that looks specifically. And then we try to create achievable, attainable daily pieces um, that keep them on that track versus being fixated on the macro long-term goal will oftentimes allow people to veer more, you know, violently off course along the way because it's, you're not anchored into it as, as much. It's too far away. It's too um, obscure of a concept still for you because you truly don't know what it what it means to like accomplish or achieve that like end result so yeah keeping them a little bit more on track and and finessing the the coaching side of things awesome and what are you learning from your athletes as a coach man i mean (laughs) i think that's an innumerable amount of answers for you at the end of the day it what i learn is that i am 
I th I'm not surprised anymore at the level of of uh, reward that I get from each individual athlete, right? Like what I learned from them is that they all have such a, a specifically unique quality to offer their own journey. And that's my favorite part of being a coach is identifying what area that is to help it help illuminate it for them so that they can really lean into it. Not everybody's gonna be able to just lean on the fact that they're just this alien athlete, right? They're just this freaking nature, like, just naturally good at everything and they had the mindset already dialed in like at the end of the day we're all kind of this puzzle that's been poured out over the table and all we're really trying to do is search for the corner pieces and search for the edges and fill in the gaps and voids uh so you know i'm what they're teaching me is that there is and there's there is like an unending amount of ways to navigate toward that end goal um because they're all so you know um they're all so immensely unique in their own right and and it, it teaches me and it, it reteaches me why or at least it reiterates why i love doing this so so much um yeah people are people are pretty incredible man and, and and resilient in their own right and i think that's the one thing that i keeps me moving forward on a day-to-day -day basis is they give me they just provide me with a lot of ha joy man if i'm being honest it's like i just i'm provided with quite a bit of joy <laughs> from seeing these athletes just try and get better and fail and and build themselves back up and you know what i mean like that process is what i fell in love with as an athlete so i'm just trying to help them navigate it myself and, and what's your what's your schedule like as a, a business owner working with all these athletes you know throughout the day are you is it <laughs> i i imagine it's not as structured as you'd think it's probably a little over all over the place right yeah, it depends on a week to week. Like for the most part, um, you know, my time has been invested lately into this new location and, and getting it up and running. The past four months, it was, you know, getting the actual building outfitted and, and through all the little bottlenecks that are provided with dealing with landlords and, and dealing with buildings and retrofitting like that. That was a nice change of pace because I've been glued onto the online space for so long and, and content creation <clears throat> nonstop where my brain was like, I kind of need a bit of a break from that from that space. Now I live with a content creator and a, and a social media manager. So, I mean, I'm around it and my business was built on it. So I can't get away from it that much. But <laughs> there, there's an element of decompression that happens, I think, at times that I need. Uh, but yeah, my days are spread out. I mean, I, I tend to take care of a little bit more of like the housekeeping side of things and emails and, and, and backend work, um, in the early day. And then, uh, I start working with my team. So I have a handful of coaches that work for me in, in Windsor. So I'll, I'll, as they start funneling in, we're going over intention setting for the day. Um, I'm big on getting in early for coaching shifts to get your mind, right, get your body, right. So that when athletes walk in, um, they're meeting your energy, right? They're meeting what you intend for them that day, because they're coming from their stressors. They're coming from their life and if someone's not there to help bridge that gap right to create that transition for them i mean at the end of the day um they'll, they'll stay there and they won't get as much out of that out of that appointment as, as they should they should be leaving there feeling more accomplished more empowered and uh, ready to tackle the rest of their evening so yeah it's it's a combination of, of getting myself um the productivity of the business back end and then keeping my energy at a level and helping everybody else raise their energy to a level that allows them to really accomplish a lot yeah so you're you're out the attitude of the coaches is, is huge right like i i can like i've gotten personal training before just for for lifting weights or mm -hmm. and things like that and you're right like if you go into the gym and <laughs> your own trainer has no energy right it's hard <laughs> you're, you're, yeah yeah you kind of have to be that 
you have to be that guiding light for people and and they look to you at the end of the day i mean you know working out is a stress to your body their life is a stress to their mind their sports are a stress to their body everything's a stress everything's a stressor so my responsibility is to be able to help them position where that stress is distributed and help them alleviate that some of that stress when it becomes too much <clears throat> and if that's as much as me being a little bit more entertaining that day or my coach is being a bit more entertaining that day and 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 making them laugh and forget about some stuff or having them achieve one specific you know goal in a session and them feeling great about it then you know i've done my job at the end of the day um, which is just helping them get fractionally uh, better than they were before so yeah uh, absolutely uh and an, an off-topic question you probably get this a lot do you have to be tall in order to jump high no, actually quite the opposite. As you get taller, um, leverage becomes something that comes into play, right? So the longer your levers are, the more strength you need over that over that moment arm to be able to create the same amount of power. So it's technically like, there. I mean, there's an optimal height for, we'll call it um, like world-class level vertical jump. Okay, like the world record holder right now for maximum approach vertical, which means like with a couple steps, uh, is five foot ten, and has a reach of just over eight feet. And they and he touched about twelve foot four, uh, which got him an official fifty inch vertical jump. And we were the the governing body that actually measured and verified that for Guinness, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but no, like there are some individuals who are taller who can jump very high. But I think the I think the issue stems from a lot of tall people in the NBA can dunk a basketball. So the the perception is when you're taller, you jump higher because you can dunk. But in reality, these guys don't have to jump very high to dunk a basketball. When you're six foot eight, six foot ten, you only have to jump a couple feet off the ground at most to dunk a basketball. But if you're six foot or five six. Now you're jumping 36 to 40 inches to be able to jump and dunk a basketball. So, uh, no, you don't have to be tall to jump high, but you can jump high whether you're tall or short. Um, there's there's room for everybody to jump higher, and it doesn't matter who you are. You can become a more naturally talented jumper. It just takes takes some time, some reps, and and some understanding of uh, the behaviors behind what creates uh, a very good jumper. And do do tall people still need coaching? On how to jump properly of course of course man <laughs> everybody everybody can benefit from uh the the work that i do and the work that my partner does you know we've proven it we can go in with world-class athletes and help them jump higher on the spot by improving the efficiency of the way they move and jump right so we can take people who in all right someone would look in and go you like there's no way this person would ever be able to jump higher like it doesn't make any sense they're already jumping 45 inches in the air and we've done it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in front of those same critics. And it doesn't always look like, uh, you know, a position change or some sort of mathematical. Sometimes it's about getting into that athlete's brain and getting them out of their own way. Oftentimes we limit our ability to create output simply by putting limiters on ourselves subconsciously and not really knowing it. So yeah, do a lot of really fun work with breath work, um, visualization and how to allow the body to perform at its current optimal level meaning you too Lyndon have extra efficiency and power in your body that you don't even realize exists yet you just don't have the vehicle to be able to express it so I'm there to be able to help people um, understand that they're capable of a lot more uh, than they realize
That's uh, super cool. I mean, we could talk about this for hours, just about the, the science behind it. Um, <laughs> and somebody who's never, uh, I play basketball recreationally, but I'm not like, right. <laughs> I don't know the science behind it. It's cool to have somebody that does uh, and has such a passion for it. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? If they're, if they're interested, they're watching, they want a training session or to jump on your website and grab a manual. Yeah. Easiest way right now. Uh, obviously Instagram gives like pretty direct access to both content and messaging. So I would recommend they follow both, uh, my personal channel, which is uh, jump guy tie on Instagram. And that's my coaching page. Uh, we also have project pure athlete. Now keep in mind the project pure athlete page is much more about our online remote training and a little bit more about the brand, but follow skills with a Z performance. And that shows you the facility that um, we're running right now, the athletes we're working with, and you can message me on any platform there uh, to inquire about training right now. We do primarily small group training, uh, have a great small group uh, program that's running, which allows for multiple athletes to come in multiple times per week and work in a small group setting of no more than six athletes per coach. And our coaches are great. And we do a work, we do a 360 approach to athleticism, which includes jump technique. It includes strength, power, speed, agility, you know, recovery, mobility, everything you can, you can think of. Um, we take care of, we ultimately are just kind of that one-stop shop for um, athletes of all uh, makes and models. Amazing. Hit up, uh, hit up, um, what was it? Jump guy tie. Hit jump up guy jump guy tie. Jump guy hit him up. Um, this is a very exciting industry and it's something I've never talked about on the show. So I, I appreciate having the expert on the call and Tyler, thanks so much for, for, for taking the time. It was my pleasure. And if you ever want to jump on another call, man, I'm happy to uh, passionately walk you through anything you'd like to be walked through, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks everyone watching. If you missed this episode, visit coffeewithcraner.com to rewatch the entire thing. And we'll see you very soon. Take care.